And welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Alright everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Folks, we made it to Friday and I uh, want to wish everybody a very happy Halloween. We have got a lot to talk about. You know, it's still strange to me that we're here at the end of October and there is no hockey. Now, okay, we had hockey in July in August, uh, so I guess it's understandable now and into September. So, I guess we have to make up for it now in this very unusual and strange year, but let's uh, let's deal with the fact that the offseason is here, and we're still here, uh, filling you in on all the latest Islanders news and notes. Have a happy Halloween, first of all, to everybody. Be safe out there. Uh, Islanders, the you know, making an announcement, the Bridgeport Sound Tigers signing a few players. We've got a hilarious... A little video up on Twitter that we'll talk about. Today, we have an interesting Islanders birthday of the day. The first New York Islander who was a native of Long Island. And we'll talk about that in a special game from his past. We will also break down Matt Barzal in our last installment of a review of each Islander player from this past season and looking ahead at their future with the organization. If you've got something Islanders related that's on your mind, please feel free to send us an email. The email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. Leave your name, where you're from. We're happy to mention you on the air. For example, uh, Chris from Long Island, now living in Washington State, uh, asked me to talk a little bit more about Matt Barzal, and uh, we're going to do that on today's show. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars NYRVSNYI. We'll have all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. Let's start off with Twitter, and I got to tell you, uh, Sydney Esaias and Martin, Matt Martin's uh, lovely wife had uh, a great little video that she posted on Twitter of her husband, Matt Martin, dressed in a dinosaur costume, running around uh, town to surprise the Bailey boys. That is the tweet, and you get to see the video of Matt Martin in the dinosaur costume. Kind of looks like a T-Rex. It's a long shot, so it's a little hard to, to, to see. But uh, if you haven't had a chance to see it, definitely head over to Twitter and check that one out because it is, quite honestly, 
uh, very, very funny and uh, great stuff right there. And, and you know, you, you got to love a guy like Matt Martin not taking himself too seriously, getting into the costume, helping out Bales' kids. I tell you, it, it, it's all good stuff. Meanwhile, uh, interesting note now, the AHL, you know, we talked a little bit earlier this week about the AHL and their situation because the AHL is even more dependent than the NHL on ticket revenue. Uh, what were they going to do? They have just announced that they will have a new target date for the start of next season, and it's not until February 5th. So that announcement being made uh, on Wednesday of this week, no comment directly from the Islanders affiliate, the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, but uh, they have pushed things back, and, and again, we have to see what the ultimate decision is, and it, it's one of those situations where the AHL has to sort of balance out the need for the NHL to have a farm system and have their teams ready, their players ready, and you know, to call them up in case of injury and a place for their younger players to develop versus the idea that they're going to lose a lot of money if there are no fans in the stands or if it's, you know, 25% capacity or even 50% capacity. So tough call for the AHL and the ECHL and all the minor league and college hockey circuits, but we'll keep an eye on that situation. Bottom line, as of right now, the earliest we're going to see the Bridgeport Sound Tigers back on the ice is the first week in February, barring a major change in what's going on right now with regards to COVID. The Sound Tigers, meanwhile, did sign four players on Thursday. They signed defenseman Seth Hagelson and then three forwards, Jeff Kubiak, Eric Brown, and Nick uh, Pastiov. They have all agreed to contracts with the team. This is basically veteran players. Helgeson is 30 and uh, played with the Sound Tigers last year. 63 games for them, was an alternate captain. Kubiak, 26, had four goals and 11 points in 59 games with Bridgeport a year ago. Uh, Brown is 25, played with the Marley, uh, Toronto Marlies toward the end of the 2018-2019 season. So uh, the youngest of the bunch is actually Pastiov, and he's 22, just finished his fourth season and final season with the University of Michigan. He was third on the Wolverines uh, in points and tied for second in goals, played 36 games, nine goals, and 18 points. A native of, of Bradenton, Florida, which is not exactly what you expect to be a hockey hotbed, but at the end of the day, uh, what you're looking at more than anything is some veteran players to fill in the roster for the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. And, and again, that is always uh, a necessary thing for any organization. And these are the kind of guys who uh, you need someone for one or two games, someone who's injured. You can always call up these veterans and slot them in and probably not do too much damage to your team. And more importantly, they're going to provide leadership and experience for the prospects, the younger guys, the 20-year-olds the and the 19-year-olds and the 21-year-olds who you're hoping to develop 
they learn from these kind of guys. All right, we got a lot more to talk about. We'll have our Islanders birthday of the day and our look ahead to Matt Barzal, his season that was and his future with the Isles. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Folks, you've got to try a Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It now comes in 18 amazing flavors, all 18 of them covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft. They're easy to chew. You know, so many protein bars, the texture isn't good. The taste isn't good. Never a problem with Built Bar. They have six new flavors like Apple Almond Crisp, Carrot Cake, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Caramel Brownie, and my personal favorite, Cookies and Cream. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. They are great for the keto diet. Let's take a look at my favorite flavor, Cookies and Cream. Each bar with 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. We have a special offer right now. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And I'll tell you, this is a a kind of a cool one. Uh, Trivia question, who was the first Long Island native to play for the New York Islanders, and the correct answer, uh, and to score a goal for the New York Islanders, the correct answer is Richie Hansen, a native of Northport, New York. Uh, he turns 65 years old today on Friday, so happy birthday to Richie Hansen. The Islanders drafted him in the seventh round of the 1975 NHL Amateur Draft. He played his junior hockey with the Sudbury Wolves up in Canada and then went to the Erie Blades of the North American Hockey League, uh, got called up for four games with the Islanders in 76-77, and then another two games in 77-78, closed out his Islanders career with 12 games in 1978-79, later went on to play for the St. Louis Blues for a couple of games after spending four full seasons with the Salt Lake Golden Eagles, of the Central Hockey League. His NHL career, 20 games, 18 of them with the Islanders, two goals, and 10 points add four penalty minutes right there. But the big thing about Richie Hansen is that he was the first Long Islander to play for the Islanders. And he here's what Chico Resch had to say uh, to Stan Fischler about Richie Hansen. He inspired a lot of Island kids to want to become big league players. Right up to today, young stick handlers such as Charlie McAvoy, who is from Long Beach, are coming out of the island to star in the show. And he made his NHL debut against the Buffalo Sabres on February 1st, 1977. But we're going to go back and look at Richie Hansen's big moment, his first NHL goal, And it came against the New York Rangers, which ironically was the team that Richie Hansen grew up rooting for as a kid. Because if you think about it, uh, growing up, you know, before 1972, there were no New York Islanders. And, you know, Hansen, uh, as a 10-year-old kid, let's say, could not root for the Islanders. They did not exist yet. So 
February 3rd, 1977, Nassau Coliseum Islanders hosting the Rangers. Glenn Chico Resch is the goalie in this game for the Islanders. Gilles Gratton, he of the famous uh, mask, is the goaltender for the New York Rangers. 15,317 fans at the Coliseum to see this one. Islanders get on the board first. Clark Gillies, his 18th from Brian Trottier and Dennis Potvin, just two minutes, 21 seconds into the game. But the Rangers answer back exactly one minute later. Mike McEwen, a future Islander, gets his ninth from Rod Gilbert at 321. It's a 1-1 hockey game. Islanders grab the lead late in the first period. J.P. Parise, his 16th from Jude Druan and Dennis Potvin at 15:41. After 20 minutes, it's Islanders 2 and the Rangers 1. Jean Potvin extends the Islander lead in the opening minute of period 2. His fifth of the year assist to Burt Marshall and Lorne Henning, 21 seconds into the period. But the Rangers do bounce back, trailing 3-1. to one. Bill Goldsworthy gets his 10th from Pat Hickey and Nick Fatiu at 101. And this game starting to look like an offensive shootout. It's 3-2 to two Islanders early in the second period. Then, with Carol Vadney off for slashing, the Islanders' power play cashes in. Brian Trottier, his 19th, from Clark Gillies and Dennis Potvin at 627. And the Islanders' lead is now 4-2. But Steve Vickers makes it a one-goal game again. His 15th from Carol Vadney and Walt Kachuk at 10-11. 4-3 Islanders after two periods. In the third, the Islanders extend their lead. Dennis Potvin, his 15th of the year from Jude Druin and Bob Nystrom at 9-17. And then, a little less than two minutes after the Potvin goal, Richie Hansen puts the icing on the cake. His first career NHL goal, the assist to Gary Howitt, time of the goal, 11.05, final score, Islanders 6, and the Rangers 3, one goal and three assists in this one for Dennis Potvin, Jude Druan with two assists, Brian Trottier and Clark Gillies, each with a goal and an assist. As far as shots on goal are concerned, the captain, Eddie Westfall, leading all Islanders players with six in the game. Rangers actually outshoot the Islanders 33-31, to 28 saves for Chico Resch in this game. But the big story for the Islanders, Richie Hansen, and, you know, the first Long Islander to play for the Islanders and the first to score a goal, and his quote after the game no doubt about it, this was his biggest moment of his career. It was the one when I scored my first NHL goal, and hey, we beat the Rangers. That was fun enough. So, hard to believe it, but Richie Hansen is now 65 years old. We wish him a very happy birthday. The Northport native is our Islanders' birthday of the day. When we return, we will talk about Matthew Barzal, what he did for the Islanders during the regular season, what he accomplished during the playoffs, and what the future holds for Matt Barzal. And look, let's face it, he's unsigned as of right now. He is a restricted free agent, and signing Matt Barzal has got to be among the Islanders' top priorities this offseason 
and time keeps on ticking. We'll talk about that and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, time for our final installation of our look at each Islander player, what they did this past season, and what we can expect from them in the future. Our focus today, Matthew Barzal, the Islanders' leading scorer with 60 points this season, leading assist getter with 41, 19 goals. He was certainly on pace for his second career 20-goal season when the campaign was interrupted by the COVID-19 pandemic. A plus-5, plus-minus rating, 44 penalty minutes. And look, for Matthew Barzal, a lot of highlights from this season. No question about that. He is a player who, you know, accomplished a lot. And you look back, first of all, at the All-Star game. And Barzy won the fastest skater competition, which not a lot of people really expected uh, from Matt Barzal. And that was sort of a feather in his cap, and it looked really good for the Islanders, to say the least, to have uh, you know, a player win that skills competition. He had a, a, a couple of really big games. Uh, when the Islanders started their 17-game point streak, Barzi was hot early on. Uh, you know, had seven, you know, points in seven of eight games at one point during that streak. Then goes on a another point streak of, you know, four games in a row and five out of six. Three assists in a win over Pittsburgh on November 21st. A pair of goals against Winnipeg on October 17th. And realistically, offensively, Barzi was one of the most consistent players in the Islanders lineup. And that is always something you look for. And, you know, he had another three assist effort in February against the Flyers in a game the Islanders won. And, and then got hot again, you know, later on in the season from February 19th to February 27th, five games in a row with at least a point. And, you know, here's a guy who was averaging a little more than 20 minutes of ice time per game and, you know, 20.03 during the regular season and really always a threat. The thing about Matthew Barzal, you give him the puck and you know something can happen. Now, you want him to shoot perhaps a little bit more, 171 shots in 68 games, not quite, uh, you know, three shots on goal per game. You would like to see Barzi shoot the puck just a little bit more, once in a while be a little bit more selfish, but he's a good passer, sees the ice well, and the thing that Barzi can do so well is create space with his speed. Uh, players have to respect that speed, so they have to back up. They need to give him enough room to maneuver uh, because if he, you know, blows by you, it's all over. So that can really help create offense, to say the least. And you like seeing that out of Matthew Barzal. Now, Barzi's still struggling in the faceoff circle, and this is one area that I think the Islanders would like him to improve upon. And, you know, for the second straight year during the regular season, he wins 41.6% of his draws. You got to do a little bit better than that. 
upped it to 46.9% in the postseason. That's at least, you know, not terribly damaging. It's not great, but it's at least not embarrassing. But, you know, that's something that you need a little bit more strength, probably. And the thing about Matt Barzal is that he's still only 23 years old, still can, you know, grow into that body a little bit, get a little stronger, and certainly needs to work on that technique in the face-off circle. Um, the other thing that Barzal does, you know, when he's on, he is outstanding. But sometimes he does try to get a little too cute with that speed and tries to hold on to the puck a little bit too long and circle and 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 look for room. And, you know, it's a little tougher to get away with that in the NHL. Maybe on the power play, you can get away with it. And he is a big part of the power play. Four goals, 12 points on the power play during the regular season. But you really want him to be a little bit more crisp with the puck. Yeah, if you've got a breakaway, if you can create space coming through the neutral zone, by all means do it. But if not, uh, you know, don't get too cute with the puck and hold on to it for too long. That causes turnovers. In the playoffs this past year, Barzal playing in all 22 games, five goals, 17 points, a plus two, and, you know, had 19 hits in 22 playoff games after getting 22 hits in 68 regular season games. So the good news is Barzal kind of stepping things up and getting more involved physically than he did during the regular season in the playoffs. And that is definitely something that you want to see from Barzi. And again, you hope that he is able to take those small little aspects of his game to the next level. The big issue now, of course, and we talked about it a bit on yesterday's show, Barzal is unsigned. And look, right now, he is one of the cornerstones of this team. He is the young, bright star in the making. And by the end of the playoffs, people were talking about how, you know, Matt Barzal may be, in a year or two, one of the better players in this league. There is no way the Islanders can let him go. They are going to match any offer, I think, that comes their way. That's why they haven't announced the Matt Martin signing or the Corey Snyder signing, or at least why they haven't officially, you know, signed those contracts, because they do not want anything to stand in the way of them re-signing Matt Barzal. I've heard a number of people say, oh, maybe when the expansion draft happens or after the Seattle Kraken come into the league, Barzi, you know, he's originally from British Columbia, played uh, junior hockey out in Seattle. He'd be a natural fit for the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, he would be. But the New York Islanders are not about to let him go. And any rumor that you hear that says that is really like wishful thinking on the part of either Kraken fans or people who want to see the Islanders lose their best young player. That just isn't going to happen unless the Islanders are so well compensated for it that you couldn't believe, you know, what they are getting in return. Barzi's not going anywhere. And, 
you'll see he is going to be uh, on the top line of this hockey team for at least the next few years, and he is going to, I think, blossom into a point-a-game kind of a player. Look, in 2017-2018, his rookie season, uh, he had 85 points in 82 games. That was before uh, Barry Trotz comes in. So we know he can do it. Uh, but then when he was asked to play more defense, he's dropped down to about, you know, 62 points uh, in 82 games in 18-19, and then last season, 60 points in 68 games. My prediction, if he stays healthy, you're talking about between 80 and 90 points next year for Matt Barzal. Again, especially if they bring in a sniper or a, a big offensive player to complement him on that first line. All right, that's going to do it for us. Have a safe and happy Halloween. Have a great weekend, everybody. And uh, we'll be back Monday with more great Islanders coverage and another episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Stay well, and of course, let's go Islanders.